listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Hey everybody, welcome to Earth Oddity Podcast. I'm John, this is Tiny. Hello. And this is Earth Oddity Podcast. For the second time in 15 seconds, I've said the name of it. That's branding. It's a little (laughs) marketing lesson for everybody out there. Um, I read a study that when you're in advertising, you have to say something seven times before someone will remember that. Right. Like etch that into their memory banks. Yeah. So, sure. There you go. We got, what, six more to go or five more to go? <laughs> yeah, five more to go. That's that Alabama math. Here on in. the Earth Oddity podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but ding. <laughs> How was your week? Um, it was great up until Saturday. Uh, well, now, hold on. I, there was a lot of games played on sure. Saturday. A lot of great football to watch. There was. A lot of big wins. There are a lot of big wins. No wins bigger than Alabama right. with a two-score victory sure. over a one-and-one one really good, really tough South Florida right. team. <laughs> on the road. We were on the road. In with a, a, with in a, a hostile, hostile environment. Everybody knows how hostile <laughs> South Florida is in Raymond James Stadium. And a weather delay, too, yeah. that, of course, through a, a – I mean – we were fearing for our lives. You know, we went through a tornado back. What year was that? 2011? 2013, I think. 2013. Yeah. We're still recovering. <laughs> <laughs> so that made it more difficult on us. I'm, I'm proud of the boys for going down there and, and pulling out a win. Huge and win. On the road, man, <laughs> the world had their, their, they were ready for us to lose that game. And we went in there and got a victory. Yeah. I'm proud of the tide. Bounced back. Sure. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we're a high quality team. We have no holes in our roster. Nope. Everything's perfect. We're doing great. Three perfect quarterbacks. I don't Absolutely. even know who he's going to start next week because they're all so yeah, good. I really feel like <laughs> <laughs> how lucky can you be to go from Tua to Bryce Young to any of these three? <laughs> to hey, we're Milrow fortunate. And the other two guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're fortunate. I mean, that's what you get with Saban as a recruiter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it was a good win for the Tide. Yes. Yeah. Quality win. Quality. That's going to get brought up later on in the season. I mean, when, the, there, when yeah. the panel's discussing the fo- the playoff. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> to win a game like that. Yeah. That's got to up our RPI or whatever it is in the football. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you texted me during the game, and I replied with the only thing that was on my mind, which is, <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> I was like, just kill me, somebody. Yes. Um. Yeah, other than that, I had a good week. I had my colonoscopy. How'd that go? Um, the actual procedure itself is no big deal. Okay. I mean, I'm gay now, but other than that... <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> um, the getting ready for the procedure. That's what. That's where you earn your money. Yeah, that's where you earn your money as a patient because <laughs> you got to work for it. Yeah, that's just uh, you're just constantly going to the bathroom for basically 24 hours. Really? Yeah. Huh. They want to clean you out. I mean. Okay. And I mean, I, that makes sense. I was as clean as I've ever been. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love my wife. She's an angel, but she bought like not the high quality toilet paper oh, last no. time she went to the grocery store. And it was abuse is what it was. <laughs> it was wrong. Um, but yeah, the procedure was no big deal. Um, they found two, they removed two polyps. Okay. Which means I could have cancer. I could not. I don't know. I will shout out. I put this in the discord to my aunt Joe who listens to the podcast. I didn't even get to come talk to you at the end of church today. I'm sorry, aunt Joe, but she texted me. Uh, maybe it was Monday night and was like, oh, listen to the podcast just so you know, Mama Lawrence, just like my great grandmother Lawrence, <laughs> had colon cancer. Because <laughs> I was talking about how it went through that side of the family. Yeah, you put that in the Discord. Yeah, server. I put that in the and Discord. She's like, have a nice day. <laughs> yeah, right. She told me to sleep well. <laughs> it was so funny. Man. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, all that went, but the doctor said he didn't think the the pops they removed are were bad, but one of them was big because I go above and beyond and everything I do. <laughs> okay. And uh yeah, so uh the bigger ones have a forty percent greater chance of turning into cancer. Hmm. So all it's gonna mean if this comes back with any hint of cancer, then Deidre's gonna make me get like a million tests and we'll have to figure out what's going on, but I don't think it is. So I'm okay, not worried. Well, the doctor, I'm say, I go, there's no point in getting yeah. worked up until you know something. Right. So everybody out there wanting to take John's place on this podcast, just hold, hold off. off. <laughs> or not, maybe reach out. <laughs> Let's just see what our options are here. <laughs> this one's from Matt Damon. <laughs> okay. He should definitely be on this. He would be way better than me. Um, yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah, the procedure's nothing, though. They put you to sleep. Mm-hmm. I woke up. The nurse complimented me. She was like, most people don't wake up as well as you do. She's like, I only said your name once, and you're, like, fully alert. I was like, lady, drugs are nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, she was waking you up from being put under, Yeah, and all she had to do was say your name one time. Well, yeah, she said, Mr. Wow. Long, and I was like, yep. <laughs> I was Man. Like, Yep. They gave me the anesthesia. It sounds like it was like I hit <laughs> hypnotically put you <laughs> under. <laughs> uh, the uh, the anesthesiologist was talking to me. He's like, I'm going to give you, I can't remember the name of it. It's like propofol or something like that. I've heard of that. I was like, that's what they gave Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he was using to sleep. <laughs> yes. And he, he like paused for a second and then looked at me and he was like, Yes, you're right. Now, this will put you to sleep, you know, <laughs> within a few minutes. You wake up. There's not a huge hangover or anything like that. It's like, okay, cool, man. I was like, me and MJ, basically the same person. <laughs> <laughs> and the two nurses taking care of me before the surgery had worked with Deidre at, when Deidre worked at the women's pavilion over at the other hospital. And I was like, man, now all your friends are going to be seeing my private parts and everything. <laughs> that was really weird. <laughs> but it wasn't so bad. Okay. Yeah. It's just the getting, getting ready. Getting ready is, it's no fun. Mm-hmm. They send you, first thing you have to just take regular, I'm just going to talk about it because everyone needs to know health is important. <laughs> you have to take some laxative. Like my, my procedure was on uh, Wednesday. Okay. Monday night, I had to take some laxative. Like I, have, I was supposed to drink a bottle of this stuff. We couldn't find it anywhere. So they just made me take a bunch of pills. I took all those. <laughs> that was like maybe five o'clock in the afternoon. 
about 11 o'clock and they had worked their way through the pimento cheese (laughs) (laughs) and started working and it was on from then until all right so then the next day i had to mix up this medicine to take and i had to do half of it like at five o'clock in the afternoon so about 24 hours from when i took the original laxative then i had to take the second dose at 2 a.m and i was like well this is crazy i I don't want to wake up at 2 a.m I was up. <laughs> I was yeah. already up. And I was supposed to, I didn't only drink half of that because I was like, I'm as clean as I'm going to get. <laughs> it's it's very clean in there. And were you allowed to eat anything else during this time? I couldn't or eat. Or could you not even if you'd wanted to? From the end of the day on Monday, I wasn't supposed to eat anything. I was on a clear liquid diet. I got you. So I, I drank two cans of chicken broth is all mm-hmm. I had all day long. And that was it. Hmm. And... And drank water, and I think I did have one cup of Coca Cola, but that was it. You couldn't, you couldn't eat anything. You basically starved for a day. And you said they removed two polyps. Yeah, was it? I mean, I don't know what that entails. <laughs> I don't know if they burned I'm them. I'm imagining like the crane game. You could like be. they have that attached to the camera. What a prize! <laughs> 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 yeah, what a prize. Uh, yeah, anyways, so, yeah, they took two polyps off, one of which was big, he said. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to me, like, immediately after I woke up, too. Still, I remembered everything. That lady was very impressed. She had just moved to town. Her kid was going to Werner Elementary, but oh. they're renting a house and don't know if they can buy in that same zip code. I was like, yeah, all the rich people live over there. <laughs> I was like, you need to get out by us. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where all the middle class people live. So, yeah. yeah. Well, how about the news this week? What you oh, got? yeah. Um, oh, and I wanted to thank everybody who actually did pray for me. There was probably at least one outside of my mom and Aunt Joe and maybe Aunt Julie who all listen to this podcast. Um, yeah. Thank, thank y'all because it really helped. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about a dad setting a world record. Got a McDonald's story. Everybody knows I love McDonald's. And we're going to talk about a guy who um, was upset with his girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. I have a story about a man suing a hospital. I have another story about Elon Musk. But I was going to start with this one. Alien corpses shown to Congress as UFO expert forced to testify under oath. So it's Excellent. confirmed. We got corpses <laughs> in Mexico. In Mexico, and this is this is. I should I should state that this is the Mexican Congress. <laughs> so I'm not sure how yeah. this how theirs is different than ours, other than just. I mean, it's I think they government. speak Spanish. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what's spanish for alien <laughs> what's spanish for uap yeah i don't know <laughs> is it still uap <laughs> i don't know <laughs> maybe i took french in high school <laughs> but it's like unidentified aerial <laughs> phenomeno el aliens <laughs> <laughs> or alias if they're feminine <laughs> oh we be <laughs> <laughs> are we being culturally insensitive i don't I, i'm not I don't, trying to be i'm not trying to be at all this is just funny to me i love mexican aliens Look, <laughs> there's two things i know and that's that uh the best taco bowls in the world are made at trump tower <laughs> yeah. and every mexican person i've ever known has been the coolest person in the world so yeah, yeah. 
Uh, okay, so anyway, this comes from The Independent. Alleged non-human alien corpses have been displayed to the Mexican politicians at the country's Congress. Okay. Uh, time out. Would they, would they be illegal aliens? <laughs> <laughs> now that may be culturally insensitive. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious. <laughs> I mean, technically, yes. I think so. I think you're technically right. They were asylum seekers, Tony. He <laughs> <laughs> self-described... UFO expert claimed that the two small corpses were retrieved from Cusco, Peru. I'm assuming I'm saying that correctly. Oh, is that wasn't that where the kid got kidnapped by the aliens we talked about? Was that Peru? There was a kid kidnapped by aliens. We did a whole story. It was a minor. It was a minor getting kidnapped. You don't remember doing this story? I cannot. I don't. You read the story. How do I remember this? (laughs) We're just gonna say yes. Confirm Peru has aliens for sure. All right. They were presented in windowed boxes in Mexico City on Wednesday, stirring excitement within the UFO conspiracy theorist community. The event was spearheaded by journalist Jamie Musson, who claimed under oath that the mummified specimens are not part of our terrestrial evolution, with almost a third of their DNA being unknown, reported Mexican media. Hmm. The claims by the self-claimed ufologist have not been proven and Mr. Musan has previously been associated with claims of discoveries that have later been debunked. I believe, do you, you I know you don't, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the Roswell slides several years back, there were these, uh, he was claiming that he had these two crotochrome slides okay. from, or could have been from the Roswell crash. Right. And he had this big, huge to do in Mexico City, you had to get tickets to it and had all these people come to speak at it where he was going to reveal the slides. And then when the slides finally hit the uh, internet, there was a, a little sign like beside where the mummies, where the, where, where the aliens, air quotes here, aliens were on display. Yeah. But it was too blurry to read. Well, within seconds, the internet had used the blurring <laughs> right. like software on sure. it. And it said, mum, like they were mummies. Uh-huh. It was not aliens. They were mummies. <laughs> yeah man what are is mexico just the place to go for alien hoaxes <laughs> i mean it seems I feel is that like, where your high quality alien hoaxes originate i am under the impression i don't know but i feel like uh south american culture mm-hmm. i guess is much more how would you say like open-minded towards sure. the whole extraterrestrial hypothesis. Yeah. Probably to a lot of things. We're, we're getting there here yeah. in, in America, but we're not sure. there yet. Right. But apparently in South America, they're just gung ho. Yeah. They for, want them. Yeah. For aliens. Exactly. That's, they live in Peru. We've already talked about it. And now <laughs> we got alien mummies or whatever in front of the Congress from Peru. Uh, it says at the public hearing, Mr. Musan showed U.S. officials and members of the Mexican government several videos of UFOs and unidentified anomalous phenomena. Probably the same ones that we've been seeing. Sure. <laughs> you know, by the New York Times. Uh, the guy from the U.S. is like, dude, we've been having these. <laughs> like, this is nothing. You have no idea what's really going on. Uh, he says that he also claimed that the specimens had been studied by scientists at the Autonomous National University of Mexico, UNAM who were able to draw DNA evidence using radiocarbon dating. Does that make, how do you draw? I have no idea. That sounds like two different things to me. 
I don't know enough about either of those things to <laughs> debunk it, but it doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of people drawing DNA evidence, and I've heard of people using radiocarbon right. dating. I've never, never together. heard the two mixed right. together. Like There's that. somebody out here to listen to who probably knows the answer to that. Right into the show, because yeah. I would like to Let's know. know. After comparisons were made to other DNA samples, it was found that over 30% of the species' DNA was unknown uh, I would have worded that sentence. There are seventy percent known, known DNA. Yeah, true. <laughs> X-rays of the specimens also were shown during the hearing, and one of them supposedly had eggs in it. Okay, which I feel like you got to open it up and actually see. How do you well, know they're not polyps? <laughs> <laughs> Those are reptilians. If it's got <laughs> eggs. Mr. Musson has previously been associated with claims of alien discoveries that have later been debunked, including five mummies found in Peru. In 2017, that were later shown to be human children. Okay. Also, I don't know if, if he was the one who was wrapped up in this, but remember we talked about it on here, Ada. It was a yeah. itty-bitty, supposedly alien corpse. Right. It was found out to be just like a feed, a human fetus. That yeah, like, like a baby. Some kind of birth defects. But yeah. It, it does look creepy. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Maybe these alien. are those. Uh, did you see the pictures of these things? I did. They look like... <laughs> How convincing <laughs> did you find these little... Uh, Not at all. <laughs> you know, like, it looks like a, like an art project or something that some middle schoolers did. It looked to me like if you hung them up and then hit them really hard with a stick, <laughs> that candy would come falling out of it. <laughs> That's what they look like to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't... I don't. This is all making me more skeptical of aliens actually existing. Agreed. Yeah, I, I don't know why we had to pull this stunt, Mexico. <laughs> Are you familiar with Ryan Graves? No, he is a American pilot who okay. has he's testified before Congress. He's not like a one of these huge alien conspiracy guys. He's yeah. just, but he has testified on multiple he's times. He's been out that, seeing them before. Well, he's just said it's a safety concern. Like, whatever this stuff is, we need to know more about it. If we don't know what it is, we need to know what it is because it it poses a potential safety risk for pilots. Right. He's the one who's talked about the uh, the cubes in translucent-looking spheres uh-huh. that just showed up on their radars after they got their radars upgraded. Yeah. Now that his training base. Yeah. Well. Anyway, he was down there. To, oh, to testify. In then, Mexico? Yeah. Okay. And later he came out and said he was very embarrassed. And <laughs> he wished that he had not have gone. <laughs> He's denounced it. That's right. Y'all got to give me a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be rolling out some, <laughs> some pinatas here that are obviously fake, He's let like, me know. I went down there to talk about my experience yeah, as was, a fighter pilot. With I'm a decorated unknown, veteran. With unknown stuff on our... Y'all can't... I yeah. didn't say nothing about these alien <laughs> bodies. <laughs> oh, well. Um, Tiny, how much do you love your boys? Oh, I love them more than my life. More than life itself. Same for me and my kids. Yeah. Um, You have a tattoo, right? <laughs> I have two. Do you... You have two tattoos? I do. Oh, I only knew of the one on your arm. What's the other one? Well, I've got this one. This oh, I didn't even know you had you that, one. that one. Tiny, you're a professional wrestler. <laughs> it was the early 2000s. Sure. Tribal designs were super cool then. <laughs> I didn't know you had a tribal tattoo. Yeah. I will now make fun of you. 
Um, this dad loved his daughter so much that he got her name tattooed on him 667 times. <laughs> well, I would, I, I appreciate and respect this man mm-hmm. for going one extra <laughs> right. so that he didn't ensure that his daughter was the antichrist. Well, he had to do that to reclaim the world record. Oh, so whoever was before him, their son was probably named Damien. That's what I say. Satan is like, dang it. <laughs> this proves God is real. Checkmate atheist. That's right. Are you non-believing Philistines out there? The one true God, Jesus. It's real. Okay. This man's ways are higher. <laughs> Satan's ways. A British dad reclaimed a Guinness World Record title by having his daughter's name tattooed on his body 667 times. Mark Evans, 49, originally earned the record for the most tattoos of the same name on the body in 2017 when he had his daughter's name, Lucy, inked on his back 267 times. Now, I've never had a tattoo because I... (laughs) There's a lot of issues that would leave me not having a tattoo, but the main one is... He's scared he's not going to get to go to heaven. Well, yeah, (laughs) of course. They keep you out of heaven, number one. But really, it's the pain associated with it. And Mm -hmm. I can't imagine... I don't know. You've had them. Maybe it's no big deal. I will say mine, it was no big deal. Oh, okay. Tough guy. Never mind. I'm sorry. You just made me feel like a little baby. It's not that. Look. I'm not telling anybody to go get a tattoo because you can't, you don't want to condemn them to hell. (laughs) But what I am saying is that when your parents told you about how bad it hurt to try to get you to not want to get one, they were lying to you. Let's just be (laughs) honest. Our parents lied to us when we were kids. They lied to us a lot. And that was one of them. But here's the thing. I've pricked my finger plenty of times. Yeah. It doesn't feel pleasant. Okay. Well, look, (laughs) sitting down in a tattoo chair was not, the greatest thing. Yeah. But it wasn't no big deal. It wasn't bad enough for you to not do it twice. Okay, look. The dentist chair. Yeah. That's what'll really make you feel uncomfortable. The dentist chair is bad. I hate it. Yes. (laughs) I'm just afraid. I can't imagine 267 times. That's got to lot you back up. Anyways, that's what he set the record with. And then he lost the record in 2020 when America Deidre Vigil had her own name tattooed on her body 300 times. Her own name. That seems like a red flag, guys. <laughs> this this is one of those ladies for, who, like, for her 40th birthday, like, hires a, a photographer. Sure. And she's got her name in balloons. Yes. And she's posting all these pictures of her on Facebook <laughs> at her own birthday party. Can we pause and talk about that specific genre of ladies <laughs> that it. are out there? I don't understand it. I mean, I know it, it seems that ladies probably have uh, a more a more difficult time coping with getting older. I mm-hmm. think you know. I'm not trying to stereotype. That's right. just my perception, and maybe this is part of I'm embracing that. And I guess in that sense, it's healthy. Mm-hmm. But the whole it just screams, "Look at me!" <laughs> and you're like, you're 40 years old, and you're still doing the "look at me" thing. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I'm anti I, that. I, again, I don't want to pass judgment on anyone else, but it's always struck me as rather sad. Yeah. Like, I think to myself, when I see those pictures, I think to myself, this person, they don't have anyone in their life who loves them. Right. <laughs> and they're 
counting on all sure. these internet strangers to click like <laughs> because they don't have anybody else that loves them in life. It's sad. What if uh, I so I turned forty seven in a few months? What if I <laughs> hire a photographer and instead of that, it's just me like in a deep dark depression, <laughs> drinking alcohol, hollering at my family <laughs> with uh, my name and balloons behind me in every shot. <laughs> <laughs> but the balloons are like deflated. Sure, right. <laughs> I'm crying and some of them, others I'm raging. That might be cool. All right, back to tattoo guy. I'm sorry, I was up to 2 a.m. last night. Um, and so my brain's all over the place. Uh, so America Deidre Vigil has to be a stripper. Uh, won the record with 300 times. So then Evans reclaimed the title by adding 400 more Lucy tattoos, which is 200 on each leg. I couldn't wait to claim the record back and dedicate this to my daughter. As if the tattoos are not enough. <laughs> um, I just imagine the tattoo artist writing it over and over and over. And like in his brain, he just goes right back to middle school when he had to write, sure. I will not do whatever. <laughs> For the teacher, over and over and over. What if there's just one somewhere on his body he misspelled, you know, <laughs> as a joke? I think I think he took his little tattoo gun and went, L, 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 U, 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 It's got pictures up here. Okay. There you go. I mean, you're a tattoo aficionado. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can confirm this looks exactly like a guy who had to write Lucy 667 right. times and take it back and turn it into his teacher. Well, not as bad as the Alabama fan who had like Bear Bryant and everything tattooed on his back. You remember <laughs> that guy? He used to wear a kilt to games and paint his face up. Hold on. Let me ask you this. Do uh-huh. you, you remember uh, AJ McCarron's chest tattoo? I do. <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> I, I I haven't I don't buy a lot of stuff on the internet, but I almost bought a T-shirt that was that chest tattoo to wear around. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not cool enough to pull it off. <laughs> well, neither is he. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think how cool you are. No matter how cool you are, you cannot make that tattoo look good. But I I couldn't see like me wearing that T-shirt and a bumping into AJ being able to like not get my butt whipped. <laughs> Because I was just cool, you know? I was like, I don't need that. I'll make somebody mad doing that. That is a bad tattoo. It's so bad. And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is there. <laughs> should we we should post that? Just like that in the picture. Discord or sure. show notes or somewhere. Right. Well, oh, just man. call the episode Bad Tattoos and make it the show art. <laughs> yeah, <all right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. AJ. Come on, buddy. That's why I can't. That's one of the reasons why I can't get a tattoo. Because when I was that age, I would have gotten something like that. Right. And then at like 40, I would be like, this is kind of lame. But mm-hmm. I have to pretend that it's really cool because it's <laughs> on my body for forever. <laughs> oh, and that's when they go, well, now I need to add something. And now I need to put, you yeah, know. Yeah, you can do like cover ups and stuff. Sure. I imagine it's tough to cover up an entire chest. Hey, you got a mural <laughs> on your chest. <laughs> I wish he was our quarterback now. <laughs> More than anything in the world, I wish he was our quarterback right I can, now. I bet if he's listening to this now, I bet he's like, yeah, I wish you had me. Right yeah, absolutely, do. I do. In fact, AJ is cooler than I will ever be. Like, as 
even with the chest tattoo, <laughs> he seems like a really cool dude. Yeah. Married a a 10 out of 10 lady mm-hmm. that Brett Musburger really liked during the <laughs> national championship game. Creepily liked. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. Yeah. He owns a sushi place because why not? <laughs> yeah. What was that show that his girlfriend went on? It was like diving with the stars or something. Was, I remember her like, like jumping that. off a diving board. But and no, oh. it, look, she's a beautiful woman, but like her only claim to fame was that she was that, his wife or girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, they were Musburger yeah. was horny for <laughs> in front of a few million people. Uh, speaking of which. I texted you this. Matt Walsh is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> okay. Earth Oddity favorite, Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh. I don't want to pop your bubble. Oh, yeah. But I was told by a guy at work it's not that Matt Walsh. Oh, so, man. <laughs> for real? That's, that's what Kevin said. Oh. So. Well, but now, there's now, another Matt Walsh in I the world? I guess so. I guess there's another Matt Walsh. Man, I really wanted it to be him and then put him with a transgender. Watch, I didn't watch the video because I... Tried as a policy not to click on Matt Walsh videos because <laughs> you, you click on one of them and the algorithms got me. And oh, then it, yeah. It's just every single day. What are we mad about today? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I did see a video where he, the, the name of it was like, yes, I'm going to be on Dancing with the Stars, deal with it. But I think that was a joke. Oh, uh, okay. Like, so I he's leaning yeah, into I it. I think he's leaning into it as a joke. Huh. Because I saw somebody that was like, why would Dancing Stars give a platform to a bigot like Matt? <laughs> Yeah. Like, this is actually going to be awesome, and I'll probably end up liking it after. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I'm disappointed now. I know. Dang. Because if they'd have stuck you with a transgender. Say, Dancing with the Stars, just as lame as yeah. you remember. Sure. <laughs> but think about it. Around. I was like, what if they have him with a, a transgender lady and she's like picking him up and stuff? <laughs> she's like <laughs> stronger and bigger than him. They're doing dance moves. Then he embraces the LGBTQ plus movement, and there's no more strife in the world. There you go. I could have solved it all by him going on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's enough about that. Okay. Elon Musk, uh, we all know him, right? Yeah, right. He, he, was he, did he start PayPal? PayPal yeah. was like his big money he started maker. PayPal. He, he sold that, and now he's then he was a billionaire. Yeah, he bought Tesla and made electric cars a thing for their super rich. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he has a rocket company. Yeah, private aerospace company, and he he makes all kinds of. He has brought the cost of going to space from like hundreds millions of dollars a launch down to like tens of millions of dollars sure. a launch. That's a big difference. Huge difference. Yeah. Has a, uh, I think he has something like 10 kids by three different women. He will reproduce. <laughs> One of whom being Grimes, which I'm not familiar with. I think this is like a Canadian pop star. Yeah, something like that. I don't really know anything about her either, other than she banged him. <laughs> <laughs> Had a son together, and okay. her name was Ash a 12 That's right. <laughs> and apparently they have a daughter as well, and considered naming her... Andromeda Synthesis Story. Okay. <laughs> Andromeda Synthesis Story. Yeah. Beautiful. And I'd love to see those initials. <laughs> Every time I go to the arcade, I see that. Sure. It seems like I see that. Nah, score. score. <laughs> She's the greatest video game player ever. <laughs> this comes from Insider. 
Elon Musk and Grimes considered changing their daughter's name to Andromeda Synthesis Story Musk this year, but didn't go through with it, according to the billionaire's new biography. Musk shares three children with Grimes, elder son, XASHA12, known as X, which he also changed Twitter to. That's I right. forgot to mention that. He bought Twitter yeah, he bought and Twitter. restored free speech to America, to the world. Sure. <laughs> yes, the whole world. Uh, they have a daughter, Exa Dark Syndrome, known as Y, and then a younger son known as Techno Mechanicus. Okay. <laughs> known as Tao. There we go. Techno Mechanicus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> According to Walt, the Walter Isaac. Isaacson penned biography. The couple initially considered calling their daughter Sailor Mars after one of the ruins on the Japanese anime Sailor Moon. Beautiful. <laughs> but I'm telling you, that anime stuff's going to bring us down, y'all. <laughs> you think the Japanese forgot about World War II? This is how they're coming back and getting us, is through <laughs> anime and Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, Grimes told Isaacson they later decided to name her Exodark Sidril. Because she's all sparkly and a lot goofier troll. So well, that's weird. <laughs> to call your kid say. a troll? I get maybe they're talking about like I don't know. They're just maybe she's got troll hair. You know, babies <laughs> have some wild hair sometimes. But the couple then considered uh changing the, their daughter's name to Andromeda Synthesis Story earlier this year before deciding against it, and now the child goes by why. <laughs> so why not? <laughs> Musk has 10 living children with three different women. Besides his Grimes children, the billionaire has twins with Neuralink director Siobhan Zillis and five older children with his ex-wife, Justine Musk. Representatives for Musk and Grimes did not immediately respond to requests for comment from Insider uh from Insider, which was outside, they, I guess they sent people outside regular business hours, and they didn't get a, they didn't get a comment. But uh, I don't know. I mean, those names are definitely weird. I will say that I have always had a soft spot for odd names. Okay, and yeah. that didn't happen. Yeah. Well, I wasn't allowed to name the dog in our house. <laughs> so, I think. Uh, the more famous you are, the more stupidly you name your kids, and the more poor you are, the more stupidly you name your kids. And then it's just middle class people are the only ones. Right. The middle class names. people, just like everything else, we're carrying society with normal names. That there might be something to that. Yeah. Because I wanted to name my kid. Uh, let me go through some of the names that I had thought. I wanted <laughs> to name him Wrath. <laughs> I wanted to name him Rock Allen. Okay. That got shot down. All right. Which was funny because, I don't know if you remember, we used to have uh, the pastor from, was it Methodonia up the street? Methodonia? What was it? (laughs) Okay. Macedonia. Macedonia? (laughs) Methodonia is something totally different. (laughs) That's in Walker County. (laughs) But anyway... Their preacher's name was Rock Stone. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Because I remember he came, and I was like, dude, I think your name is so cool. I wanted to name my kid Rock, but my wife said it was stupid. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Fire. I thought about the Ooh, name Fire. fire. <laughs> yeah. You just wanted a gladiator. You wanted an American gladiator. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. Which... 
I mean, you have the genes to produce American gladiators, so that makes sense. Uh, actually, I told my kid, my well, my kids, both of them, last week, I said, from now on, I don't want you to call me daddy. I want you to call me Laser Blazer. <laughs> Did they call you Laser Blazer? No. Yeah. Josiah thought that name was so cool that he took it for himself. He said, no, Dad. Laser Blazer is my nickname now. Oh, nice. You can just continue to be Dad. You should just come back <laughs> at I should go down to the office and, and change his name legally to Laser Blazer. <laughs> He's clearly old enough to make decisions as important as that. Yeah. That will affect him for the rest of his life. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not a bad idea. I mean, if he can change his gender, why not let him yeah, change his name? Change his name, too. <laughs> right. Surely that's fine. Okay. Everybody knows I love McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I'm fair and balanced, though, just like Fox News. <laughs> I have a negative McDonald's story. I will bring it to the show in the interest of fairness and to show people I'm not uh, a sycophant. That may not be the right word. You're not a shield. I'm not a cult member like the Chick-fil-A people are. <laughs> All right? McDonald's people are reasonable, normal, working people. Yeah. Chick-fil-A people are uppity, think they're better than everybody. They're in on the cult. Okay? <laughs> that cult being Christianity, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> a family discovers pennies inside a local McDonald's chicken nuggets. This is from Jefferson County, Ohio. A family's game night turned scary when they found pennies inside of the couple's local McDonald's chicken McNuggets. Winterville's police were dispatched to the Winterville's McDonald's. I don't know why we had to call the <laughs> cops about this. Something tells me that Winterville, there's not a lot going on. Sure, if maybe the not. police have to come to <laughs> pennies and the chicken nuggets call. <laughs> At approximately 8 p.m., and took a statement from a customer about finding change slash pennies inside their chicken nugget. They found three pennies inside their food, said Captain Jason Fabin of the police department. Management was made aware of it. We made a case on it. We're continuing to look into it. Management is also looking into it as well. Beth Rupert Warren said it was her family that found the money. Looked at it. Looked like it was fine, but then when we broke it open, they could see this brown object inside of it that looked like a penny, she said. Says she returned the meat to McDonald's where management was notified. This is no reflection on our local McDonald's. This appears to be manufacturing, she said. Um, She reached out to the Wintersville franchise as well as corporate communications and public relations for McDonald's, and they have uh, the news has, and they have yet to receive a response. Rupert Warren says she is sharing the story not to point fingers, but to keep others safe. My biggest fear was that someone was going to hand their child a chicken nugget in the back seat of the car in the chair seat, and they could choke on something like this. The kid chokes on a penny. They're too weak to be in society anyways. <laughs> this lady's probably faking all this. I was just going to say, it was the pennies like inside. She said they broke it open right. and found the penny. There's Did they not footage. bite into it? No, you know how you get chicken nuggets for your kids? You want to break them up and make sure they're cooled down? Because they come out hot. I never did that. Oh, yeah? You're just like... <laughs> I just told my boys, hey, eat. <laughs> it's, a, it's a chicken nugget. If you can't handle this, <laughs> then there's a lot you can't handle in life. 
See, us logs keep our lips and stuff. <laughs> yeah, those are important. Those are going to pay dividends for you one day. You mm-hmm. know, you got to have soft lips. Unless society collapses. Sure. In which case, <laughs> they're screwed. Well, <laughs> not when I find the rich lady who really wants to <laughs> take me in to be her cabin boy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's a, it's a video with a story, Okay, uh, but you can see right there, it kind of looks like it was cooked into it. Hmm. So probably somebody down at the nugget plant, <laughs> you know, I've seen, uh, everybody's tried to hit me with all the propaganda of how McDonald's has meat paste. They turn into nuggets. Probably some guy down there just <laughs> drop <laughs> coming back from break <laughs> and dropped them in a vat or something and ended up in here. Huh. McDonald's will write to slide you a check, probably, and then it'll be over with. I was going to say, if I'm the manager and a customer comes up to me and says there's a penny in my chicken nugget, I'm going to be like, you win! Yeah, congratulations! Congratulations! You got the penny chicken nugget. That's right. Here is your coupon for a free supersize number one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the only way to play it. <laughs> Yeah, it sounded like the lady was at least a little bit reasonable. I was like, I don't think this McDonald's did anything on purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, there's the reason she's sharing the story and got a police report is because she's gonna be like, Jesus. McDonald's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a check on this right here. So yeah. again, the cops showed up. Yeah, and if you're a police officer and you have to go to McDonald's because <laughs> there's a penny and a chicken nugget. Like, I went to police academy to cover this right here. Yeah. I'm trained to kill bad guys. You know what? I think I would have got on the radio and been like, well, y'all are going to need a detective. I think this. (laughs) This sounds like an investigation. (laughs) Yeah, this is uh, over my head. Y'all better call Scooby-Doo. As a police officer, (laughs) I don't know I have the education and training to solve the mystery. Yeah, what's the police report? Like, where's the crime in this? Right. I don't know what the crime would be. I guess probably some sort of negligence, but yeah. Nobody was harmed. You didn't eat it or anything. You mm-hmm. discovered it before you ate it. So, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, McDonald's rules. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I guarantee you this lady won't stop eating at McDonald's because that's how great McDonald's is. Yeah. All right, John. This is my last story here. A man tried to sue a hospital for $643 million. Okay. What do you think he was doing? Or what do you think happened that, that led him to want to sue the hospital? For um, I would say slip and fall in his room. That's a really good guess. Yeah. But the correct answer is he was encouraged to watch his wife's C-section. Okay. All right. <laughs> Which, look, and I'll say this to all the you know, fathers-to-be sure. in the world, that's something you need to decide before you get there. Yeah, definitely. You can go on YouTube if you're not quite sure. Oh, why would you do that? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you need to, don't let, you need, that's something you need to figure out before you get there. Now, were y'all's kids C-sections? They were. Okay, mine too, yeah. And I didn't watch either one of them. They had to, so we had to have Hudson in UAB, and so they had to come get me because they just blood pressure started dropping out once they got her back to the uh, OR. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to birth the child without me there, and so when they bring me in the room, Hudson's head's just sticking out of this hole in her abdomen. 
This looks like Alien. Oh, it did. <laughs> I almost fainted. Like, I was immediately woozy. As number one, we had all this anxiety and stuff because of his heart issues, you know? Yeah. So I was already ramped up to like 10, and mm-hmm. then I walk in the door, I see that. I'm like, oh, I'm about to fall out. <laughs> so, yeah. I knew going in that this was not something I did not want to see. Yeah. With Thomas, I stayed up like, at the I head. don't think it would bother me. Like, to, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've watched a lot of gross stuff on the internet. Y'all. Sure. Right. <laughs> but it being my wife, right. Tara, I was like, I just, no. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't want to do I'm that. I'm good. Yeah. The doctor asked me if I wanted to cut the unbiblical cord, and I said, don't we pay you to do that? <laughs> I feel underqualified. <laughs> like, I thought we paid you for that. Yeah. Why are you asking me to do your job, bro? They didn't ask me to do that. <laughs> they didn't. Huh. Huh. Wow, I'm going to ask for a refund. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't even want this pregnancy anymore. <laughs> That's right. Take this child back. <laughs> Give up Thomas back. You got to pay for his college. <laughs> A man in Austria accused a hospital in Melbourne for causing him to develop a, quote, psychotic illness, end quote, after he watched his wife undergo a cesarean section, local news outlet 7 News reported. Anil Coppola tried to sue the Royal Women's Hospital for letting him watch his wife give birth via C-section in 2018. He sued for a billion, which is about $643 million, Seven News reported. I guess that's a billion in their currency. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because that don't make sense. Uh, the cesarean was a success, but the man claims the hospital failed in its duty to care to him by letting him watch the procedure. So, again, everyone yeah. think everyone forgets about the men in this. That's right. All the attention goes to the women. I would know. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot on us, yes. guys. <laughs> Everyone's always worried about the mother and if sure. she's okay. Right. Yeah, no they one ever check on us. No one ever cares sure. about that stack of concrete blocks that they expect us to sleep on. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. That that torture device they give you. Yes. That's yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> and you can't ever sleep because your wife's like whining the whole time you're in the bed. <laughs> I know. You know. Golly, it's brutal. <laughs> I'm sitting there. Trying to play my Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) Just ordered a pizza. (laughs) And then I can't even I can't even focus on Halo because she keeps talking about her pain and bleeding or whatever and the baby needs fed. I mean, goodness great. Give me a break. Her contractions. She's, you want me to count them? Yeah. I'm not experiencing contractions. You count I know them. nothing about this. <laughs> You've been reading books for months. <laughs> you went to classes on all this. <laughs> yeah. Give me a break, lady. <laughs> he said that uh, the hospital encouraged or permitted him to watch the operation and that seeing his wife's organs in blood caused the mental illness that he has now. Okay. So, I've been saying every year is watching gore is not good. <laughs> a cesarean <laughs> section is a common operation. You know, we know what cesarean sections sure. are. Right. Someone's trying to hit their word count. Yeah. Uh, the- yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> According to the CDC, 32.1% of all baby deliveries in the U.S. in 2021 were by C-section. Okay. Uh, he filed the lawsuit several years after the operation, claiming that he is owed damages because of the life-changing psychological injury 
that he allegedly obtained. There we go. In his legal claim, he said that the psychotic illness led to a breakdown of his marriage. He chose to represent himself in court. Huge mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Usually, yes. (laughs) Where Justice James Gorton dismissed the suit and deemed the claim an abuse of the process. The trial proceedings included a medical examination of Copula. The panel concluded that the alleged psychological effect on him was insufficient. It found that the degree of psychiatric impairment resulting from the injury to the claimant alleged in the claim does not satisfy the threshold level. So all dads out there, I mean, if you, we need a class action. If you didn't have the good sense not to watch your wife's cesarean section, yeah. then it's sorry. It's on you. Yeah. I was like, I don't no even think $643 million <laughs> for you, sir. I don't think with Libby and Thomas, it's like I said, Dieter was all kind of rushed, uh, that they even were like, which side of the curtain do you want to be on? Mm-hmm. And they were just like, you got to sit up here by the head. We're doing important stuff down here. We don't need you getting in the way or passing out or anything like that. So, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. But maybe over there. <laughs> pull up a chair, buddy. Can <laughs> no, you hold you... this clamp for us? <laughs> maybe the doc, the nurses and the doctors had like a pool on like if he was going to pass out or not. Right, yeah. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> they bet for every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not fun to see your kid sticking out of your wife's belly, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not enjoy it at all. Honestly, though, rather would have saw that than the other way guys have to watch their children come <laughs> in the world. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 I don't want any part of that. <laughs> That's why I requested all three of mine be born this way. So we're not going to do any of that. Yeah. I'm kidding. I did not request that. <laughs> um. Okay, Tiny. We talked about how tough it is being a man. Nobody really, you can't explain it. Just guys know how tough it is to be a man. Um, this is from Vero Beach, Florida. Police have arrested Rashad McGriff, 30, after he allegedly attacked his ex-girlfriend in her home after she sent a text message taunting him over his small penis. <laughs> it's very wrong of her to do. <laughs> I mean, uh, my advice is just don't let, if you can help it, don't let your wife look at other people's penises. That's one of the greatest <laughs> pieces of advice ever. Yes. Uh, according to the Indian River County Sheriff's Office, police were called to an address on Waterside Way around 1230 a.m. on August 29th and met with a 42-year-old woman who told officers she had been laying in bed when McGriff broke into her house, entered the bedroom, and began striking her with a closed fist to the face. Dang. McGriff then allegedly began choking her, but she did not lose consciousness, she told police. He then took her cell phone for 10 minutes before throwing it on the couch and leaving the residence. The victim told police that McGriff had been sleeping with prostitutes and said she did not want him around the former couple's three children, and just prior to his arrival, she had texted him a photograph of someone else's penis and advised Rashad he had a little penis. <laughs> she sent a comparison photo. I mean, it doesn't excuse what this guy did, but... It makes you understand why he did it. <laughs> that is brutal. That is... 
You want to talk about to- this is where toxic masculinity comes from. <laughs> yes. Um, and just, just a, I'm just asking y'all. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe her vagina is huge. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that is a possibility. Um, and I just want to, I mean, I, I don't know another way to say this. Rashad here is an African American. All right. <laughs> Score one for me, you know? Like, if he has these issues, too. I know it's not just me. Um, maybe maybe we're not so different. That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, according to the smoking gun, uh, Rashad was arrested later that night. He's a convicted felon for a prior gun charge, and McGriff was charged with battery, burglary, and a parole violation. So he's in big trouble. This lady will get no, nothing will ever happen to her for the mental anguish she put on this man. <laughs> but Rashad, come in close. Let me talk to you, buddy. You got to embrace Tina's lifestyle. That's the, <laughs> that's the only way to get through this and, and save your men, mental um, happiness, right? Yeah. You just got to lean into it. It's what you are. It's, it's who you are, and you can't change it. Without paying a lot for some surgeries, so. But you can compensate. Yeah, there's a <laughs> there's several tricks of the trade. All right, that we hand down to each other at our weekly meeting we have on Friday nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I welcome Rashad into our into the <laughs> ranks of the Tinas. <laughs> That's why the KKK is really so angry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were burning a big penis. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going to the wrong meetings. <laughs> I was going to be happy to tell them, like, no, there is a black guy with a small penis, too. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's why the KKK is so angry. Yeah. Uh, um, It's wrong to hit women. I just want to go on record. Don't hit a woman ever. Yes. Yeah. Even if there is heartless and cruel. As people can be sometimes. Yeah, you just got to think about how you could destroy them. You can't do it. Thank our sponsor, world famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice right there on their website, CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you will also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own, and if your local grocer doesn't carry the Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at South's Finest Meats, Val's Fresh Market, Mark Smart in downtown Northport and Piggly Wiggly in Taylorville and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace in Northport. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. 
It's all natural, low salt, and has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask to pay full price. That's right. All right, John. You want to go to the phones? Yeah, sure. Do we have a phone phone. call? We do. We have some phone calls this week. Okay, yay. Our first phone call comes from our friend Terry. Okay. Hey, this is Terry in the land of Lincoln. Blind guy up here in Illinois. I was listening to your podcast, and I just wanted to say that typically you only have to get a colonoscopy every five to ten years. And... I have a joke for that, for John. It's, uh, what did the gastroenterologist uh, say when he walked into the bar? I walked into a bar, <laughs> and the bartender said, would you like a booth? Or I'm sure you would rather have a stool. <laughs> so I messed up that joke. But anyway, I uh, also wanted to say, you know, I live in Illinois. I have four grandchildren, so in my garage, I happen to have a, a white... Uh, Daisy Duke Jeep Wrangler power wheels. I have a big green tractor power wheels. And I have a Barbie Corvette power wheels. But I just ride them around in my yard. (laughs) 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 Um, I will talk to you later. Oh, I had a question for John. And uh, if Donald Trump goes to jail, does his Secret Service agents have to go with him? I think so. That would be funny. Talk to you later. Bye. I think they do. Yeah, that's... I'm doing absolutely no research on this. I think they have to go with him. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, well, I guess they have to protect him. Right. But if he's in his own cell by himself, is that... Well, it's not locked up. Protection. People get shanked in jail all the time, right? Yeah. Or prison, I guess. He's not going to be in the county jail, I wouldn't think. Yeah, I would think they would have to. Absolutely, they'd have to go to the yard with him. Yeah, and stuff right. like that. So yeah. 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 Are they going to put him in like solitary confinement? Probably. Probably. Yes. I bet they'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> or will they give him like a cellmate, like the my pillow guy? <laughs> I can. Man, I can I can see him being like, now you won't be able to misinform our populace, Donald Trump, in your solitary confinement cell. You How won't. dare you question yeah. the election results, even though we've been questioning them for four years straight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's that may be exactly what they do. You can't foment an insurrection from in here. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. And he's like, "Watch me." Yeah, just wait. <laughs> I will foment the greatest insurrection. <laughs> yeah, you don't want him to get into prison, El Chapo's in, and have them two team up together. Yeah, because then they could take over the world, probably. <laughs> yeah. All right, and we got one more call. Hey, John and Tiny, listening to the patrons on the uh, episode. It kind of reminded me of something I uh, wanted to share with you. Uh, back at, when I was 20 years old, I uh, worked and lived in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I worked on the Over Gatlinburg Aerial Tramway, and I worked the evening shift from about 4 o'clock in the afternoon 
until either one o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning, depending on what night it was. One evening, uh, about uh, 10 o'clock or so, 11 o'clock, I'd gone up, was on the way up to the top of the mountain, got up there, there was two passengers waiting for me at the top, a man and a woman. And when I went to take their tickets, the woman took took their tickets and just kind of shoved them into my pocket. And then they went out and boarded the tram car. And a few minutes later, I went out there and looked, and she was sitting on a handrail in the middle of the tram car. And I told her, I said, ma'am, uh, you cannot sit on that. And she says, well, if I can't sit on it, can I just put my butt up against it? And I said, I really don't care what you do as long as you don't sit on it. Which, immediately, I knew that was probably the wrong thing to say. Uh, let me describe this woman. She was, um, let's say, well-endowed, black mini skirt, very tight-fitting shirt. And anyway, all the way down, about a 10-minute ride down to downtown, all the way down to the bottom of the mountain, this guy is kissing on her and nibbling on her ears and all that stuff. And needless to say, I was feeling extremely uncomfortable. And the whole time that he's making out with her, she is winking at me over his shoulder. So we get down to the bottom, I drop them off. And on the way back up, uh, I call the other tram car. And I ask him, I said, did you take her up the mountain? He said, you talking about the woman in the black skirt? And I said, yeah. And uh, he told me, he said, yeah, I took her up. Well, come find out the story was that he was a businessman from Florida. Had come up to Gatlinburg for the week, stopped off in Atlanta. And she was his uh, paid companion for the week. So anyway, just thought I'd share that with you. Uh, enjoy your podcast. Enjoy what you are doing. Thanks a lot. Bye. Nice. All right. So it was like pretty woman in Gatlinburg. <laughs> I wonder if he fell in love with it. They fell in love. Probably. And he married her later. Sure. He yeah. sent her to like Dollywood to the gift <laughs> shop and they wouldn't help her. <laughs> yeah. She was trying to, uh, she was wanting to buy a dress yes. for their dinner that night at the old Smoky Mountain Brewery. <laughs> the old Bill Pancake place. Yeah. <laughs> She, I bet she went to that uh, Dixie Stampede sure. shop and held up her bags and said, big mistake. <laughs> big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. I bet he had this box. It, it was like a diamond-encrusted <laughs> pendant of a bear. Sure. A <laughs> rebel flag. He was, gonna, he was like, you can't have it, but you can wear it tonight. <laughs> and then when she would take it out of the box, he like snapped it at sure. her. And it she was started a, laughing hysterically. It was one of those little cedar chests, you <laughs> see. <laughs> yes. So I had carved, locally made cedar chest. And yeah. then she was like, I got you something, too. And it's, uh, it said, for the man who has nothing, here's a box to put it in. And it's just two pieces of wood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes that's awesome um i mean i could think of worse places to take a, a prostitute than hang out in gallenberg for a weekend <laughs> yeah i mean i would imagine if you're a prostitute 
Gatlinburg has got to be oh, that's, great. If you're a that's prostitute. That's like top tier trip you get to go on. That's Vegas of the Southeast. <laughs> <laughs> you hit the big time when you make it to Gatlinburg. Yeah. yeah. You're probably used to like, you know. Oh, the Econo Lodge <laughs> in Inslee. <laughs> yeah. If you're lucky. You a sure? lot of times it's probably like five minutes in the back of a yeah. El Camino. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Far to some boat ramp somewhere. But some yeah. Florida businessman taking you to Gatlinburg. That's huge. <laughs> you do think you're pretty woman. You're calling your friends like I made it. This is great. They're pulling taffy right over here. You won't believe it. It's saltwater taffy. He fed me. He fed me freshly made fudge. And I know what you're thinking, but no, we're talking about actual fudge. I watched him do it. <laughs> yes. Uh, we also got a email. Okay. Uh, this one comes from Jim Four Five Forty. Okay. It says, uh, just listen to the 817 show. Tiny Son invented awesome sauce. Hate to break the bad news, but no, he didn't. Oh, no. He's <laughs> a hater. Here. You're getting well actually from <laughs> over a month ago. <laughs> he is two thirds away from inventing Thousand Island dressing. Just add chopped pickles. He is no rocket scientist. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I hate to bust your bubble. <laughs> yeah. He invented Thousand Island dressing. <laughs> He just left the pickles out and called it awesome sauce. There you go. So next time you're enjoying Thousand Island salad on your Big Mac, you can thank my son. (laughs) Man, (laughs) you got told, Tiny. I wouldn't let him talk about my kids that way. (laughs) I wouldn't let him talk about my kids that way. I'd tell him to meet me somewhere and fight. (laughs) What'd your son invent? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because mine invented awesome sauce and Thousand Island dressing. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> uh, what do you say we ask some questions? Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We haven't had questions in a while. We haven't had questions in a while, but we got them today, doggone it. Uh, we like to ask questions on this show most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> If you have any questions, you can head on over to our Discord server, link in the show notes, and head on over to the Ask. No, it's called the Questions, Questions, Questions now. Uh, Our first question comes from the driver. If you were forced to pick one, would you bungee jump or tandem skydive? Bungee jump. I think I'd bungee jump. What is is tandem skydiving where you're just strapped to the front of the guy? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's too that's too homosexual. <laughs> I'm Baptist. I can't be seen that close to another man. So I pick bungee jumping. What's really bad is if they accidentally strap you to the guy upside down. Sure. <laughs> I did. I so wanted to like ask this question before my colonoscopy, but I chickened out. But I wanted to be like, guys, what happens if I orgasm while y'all are doing this? <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> but I did. I chickened out. I can imagine the doctors being like, "Sir, that has never happened." Right. And then you being like, "Well, I would. I'm the kind of guy who would be the first. Sure. No. I don't think you know what I like, <laughs> sir." Uh, our next question: What is something that, as you get older, you like less and less? Uh, children. <laughs> That's a joke. Romance. Yeah. Um I would I would say parades 
number one, top mm-hmm. of the list for me. Not a fan of parades now. Loved them when I was a kid. Slowly, they've gotten lamer and lamer. Yeah. Yeah. County fairs, too. Mm-hmm. But county fairs can be interesting just for the scenery that, you know. Right. The Just the white trash array that is there in front of you. So, yeah, I'm going with parades. Final answer. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff like birthdays. Yeah. That used to be a big deal. Now it's not. I think ladies still make a big deal out of their birthday, but for guys, yeah, mm-hmm. you're just like, yeah, it's another day. I mean, there are certain guys that'll be like, it's my birthday month and all that, but most guys are just like, yeah, whatever. Movies. Oh, yeah. I used to, oh, man, I wanted to see all the cool new movies that were coming out now. I just I don't give a rip. Yeah. I'm I like not, to watch the old ones over and over and over. <laughs> I've never been a movie guy, but, yeah, there's nothing that interests me less than going and watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next question. What is the dumbest lie that you ever told your parents? And also, what is the dumbest lie your kids have ever told you? Oh, the second question is probably easier to answer. One time, Thomas, when he was like coming of age, we were getting him into the flow of wearing deodorant, you mm-hmm. know? And I asked him one time after a shower if he had put his deodorant on, and he said yes. And I had bought like three or four different sticks. We had them strategically placed around the house because your kid will start bumping. And he said, yes. And well, the one in the bathroom was brand new. So I just went back there and opened up the lid and he hadn't taken off the little the little plastic. Cap. Yeah, yeah. The little plastic thing. And so uh, I went back in there and asked him again. He was like, yeah, a hundred percent. I put deodorant on as soon as I got out of the shower. I was like, you use that old spice or whatever it was. He was like, yep. Use that one. <laughs> and I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. And I was like, I busted him. I was like, <laughs> I went off on him. Looking back, that was a poor parent decision. I set him up for failure. Instead of, <laughs> it was like I wanted to punish him. I should have been like, I know you're not telling me the truth. Let's go put on deodorant right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it could have been an issue. I dropped the ball on that. I got mad, probably hollered at, I know I hollered at him for lying. <laughs> you know, and, but yeah, that was a stupid lie. Now, with my parents, I've told them so many lies. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. I've, I've, I'm sure I've told, uh, well, one time when I was a very small child, in one day at my grandmother's house, I lit her, uh, shout out to Aunt Joe too, she was there. <laughs> I lit her uh, tablecloth on fire. Yeah. And then I went in the living room after that debacle and took uh, Grandmother Lawrence's fingernail polish and painted on the wall behind the recliner <laughs> just a little art piece and when my mom asked me what why you know like are you an idiot or whatever she said i just i just hit her back with the devil made me do it <laughs> i got some trouble for that but no one got in trouble for leaving a cigarette lighter unattended on a table where a child could get it. <laughs> well, my, I think it was Aunt Joe or maybe Aunt Melanie. I think Aunt Melanie was there too. Yeah. They dumped a whole thing of like sweet tea on the table and me and everything. Right. Yeah. Because it went up in flames. <laughs> yeah. Man, I have I have a, a stupid, stupid yeah. story. When I was a kid. 
I shouldn't even tell it, but I have, feel like I have to now. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the bathroom. I was practicing my dance moves. Okay. In front of the mirror. <laughs> sure. As one does. Being a chubby kid made a lot of racket. Yeah. And my dad, he like banged on the door and said, what the H-E double hockey sticks are you doing in there, son? And I was so embarrassed to tell my dad that I was in the bathroom dancing, dancing. Yeah, that I told him I was taking a dump that was so big it hurt. <laughs> I was kicking my feet against the bowl, the bowl. <laughs> because that was less shameful That's than right. dancing in the bathroom. Big Jim was probably like, I get it. <laughs> 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 we all get in there, son. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. 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 You, you kids are just dumb. Yeah. They don't know it, but they are. But <laughs> that's fun. All right. Next question comes from Cash Money Oddity Thousandaire. Rolex or Omega? I prefer Omega better. If you're looking for a watch with better resale value, you mm-hmm. would probably want to get a Rolex. Okay. You know, people people know the Rolex brand better. I just like the look and design of... And the engineering. Yeah. I mean, it is the watch that went to the moon. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I like Omega better. There are, I mean, I'm if I could afford a Rolex, I would buy one. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few I could probably could buy, but... I was just fixing to ask you, how many Rolex watches do you have versus how many Omega no. watches do you have? I have one Omega watch. Okay. But I don't have any Rolex watch. All right. Yeah. Hmm. And then last question, again, Cash Money, the Audit 2000 Air. Three years from now, Saban still isn't willing to retire. He's in a wheelchair coaching from the booth, and we've gone six and six the last three seasons. Do we fire Saban? Yeah. Yeah, you don't let it get to that point if that's it. Yeah. yeah. I would hope that he has the he, he, does. he wouldn't let it get that. He wouldn't I don't let it think, go there. Yeah. I don't, it's not like he needs the money. Right. I feel like if this year is horrible, he's just gonna do like Bear Bryant. Like, hey, I can't coach him anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm done. And that'll be fine. And I mean Then we'll hire I don't know who we'll hire. Not Dabo. <laughs> Maybe Sarkeesian. I was about to say Sarkeesian. He was Really yeah. talking Tuscaloosa up yeah. on, in the news before the, the well, game. So. I mean, what's not to love about Tuscaloosa? <laughs> Nothing. Do, do you love barbecue and getting shot at? <laughs> Come to Tuscaloosa. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just um, – I was um, – Alabama, they, they, they're two and one. Yeah. That said – they do not look good. It looks no. like it's going to be a bad season. It does. But Real how bad. many bad seasons has Saban had since he come here? I guess you could say his first year was bad. He went six and six his first yeah. year. If he goes six and six this year, he's had what two bad seasons? Yeah, his entire six tenure here at Alabama. Yeah. So then you get into well, we owe him more time. But we could probably at this point, if we went six and six this year, everyone in the world would probably be like. Saban needs to probably just go on and get on. Let, let's start over, <laughs> you know. And but we would all feel obligated because of what he's done for the university. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's the wrong move to make, but you can't let it go on for three years. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and if we go six to six back to back, you'll be like, all right, coach, we think it's time for you to retire. You know, let's let you walk out of here with some dignity. We'll go our way. We love you. We got a horrible statue that we're willing to redo of you. <laughs> all you got to do is say the word. Who cares about hurting that student's feelings? And, you know, that's what you got to do. If they need me to do it, I will do it. I, I mean, <laughs> so you, you're good at firing people. I don't know if I'm good at it, but I'm just not afraid to do it. You just got to be like, hey, this is what That counts it is. for a lot. Yeah, right. No, yeah. It's... It's not a fun job to have, you know, it's tough, not saving, but it's tough to look at somebody and they got like kids and stuff and just be like, I'm taking your income from you. It doesn't feel good. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't, I, I don't feel like I've ever fired somebody who didn't deserve to be fired. Right. So, you know, they fired themselves. Essentially. I just had to tell them to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. So if saving fires himself, I'll Greg Byrne, call me. <laughs> I'll talk to him for you. I think Saban's going to turn it around. We're going to be all right. Just want to go on record on that for people start sending me DMs and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're going to be okay. I mean, look, it's it's crazy that he's been in Alabama as long as he's been there. Yeah. And this is his second season. That's not even bad yet. Yeah, it's just even, looking like it's not going to be great. We lost to a top five team. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. it. That's and all that's happened this year. Game. We won our other we two games. We won our other two games. <laughs> and already. Yeah. Like, like look, okay, <laughs> I doubt it's going to happen, but what if what if they don't lose another one from yeah. here on out? It's possible. We made Jacob Coker it out of here and win the <laughs> national championship. <laughs> I hope we do. Shout out, Jacob. I know you listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Also saw somebody on Facebook besmirching Spencer Pennington's name. He went to Fett County High School. I don't appreciate the slander against him, okay? He did the best with what he could do, all right? But they were calling the old Notre Dame boy Pennington. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hurt my feelings. <laughs> like, don't talk about Alabama and the Fett <laughs> County Tigers. Well, John, as this free show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. We thank you guys so much. We would like to thank, by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those people are... It's all out of order this week. Oh, Daniel Hedrick. Shiny Disco Balls, <laughs> Mr. Shane White, Mr. Chris Payne, The Driver, Ms. Jane Up to Graph, Ms. Sherry Heron, Ms. Sharon Craig, Tyler Bond, Daniel Hedrick, Derek Reeves, Jacqueline B., Nicole Walter, James White, and Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick, Mick Will. Will. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity, where we have several tiers, but the $5 here gets you an extended show. That's an entire extra show that we do after this one. Speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up in the extension today? Well, I know I said we weren't going to talk about politics anymore, (laughs) but I got a story about a politician. Okay. Yeah. I do too. Okay. (laughs) Well, great Bible things alike. Oh, you're talking about Beetlejuice? Uh, It was Beetlejuice is involved. Okay. All right. It's it's Lauren Boebert. She okay. got kicked out of Beetlejuice. All right. The musical? Yes. Okay. For basically being a fun date. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was America. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else? No, other than I appreciate everybody thinking about me uh, this week, and um, I hope everybody has a wonderful week. 
You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetbell.net, or you can head to our website, that's earthoddity.net, and you can contact us straight from the website there. You can check out our show art, that is underscore earthoddity on Instagram. You can check out us on X. You can, I guess, still tweet. You can tweet at us on X. Sure. We are at underscore Earth Oddity there. And we also have a Discord server, link in the show notes. And we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? 662 493 2059. That's 662 493 2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Hello, patrons. Here we are again in the patron extension, bringing you extra Earth Oddity because for you, the Earth Oddity faithful, one show just didn't enough. No. So we're going to do some more. <laughs> You're a bunch of psychopaths. <laughs> I need more of this.